Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Oh, it's absolutely an outstanding day to be alive and well with you. Bino, the ships are docked, my friend, over there. What, what is that? What am I looking at? A Calhoun's on the river right now. What is that, Bino? Give me a history lesson. That is a replica of the Penta, Tony. One of, uh, and if that's actual size. It uh, is actual size. Holly bum. My cousin Bobby drove a Pinto. No. no back Tony. in the early it's 70s. It's not a Pinto. That like that? No, it's not a Pinto, Tony. Okay. Pinto. When Ralph Nader did his um, report on the Pinto, Bino, which was that it explode on contact, if it was hit in the proper place in the gas tank. If it was hit as it was hit on the in the proper place on the gas tank, Bino, he drew a target on his Pinto. <laughs> Same kind of thing? No, no, Tony. No. The Pinto might catch on fire, but it uh, doesn't have a gas tank. So we're out here live, ladies and gentlemen, at Calhoun's on the River, and they actually do have a replica of the Pinto, and there's a guy right now, a tour guide, giving people a tour of a life-size replica of what that looked like as we came to freedom. Man. You think all those years ago, Bino, they could have ever imagined the third Saturday in October? All the things those wonderful explorers brought us, but think about the third Saturday in October, Bino. I, I think they were thinking more about the third October they'd been out in the water. So great. Rolling in here, Tony B. Are you pumped, Bino, for tomorrow? I am, Tony. It's it's uh, it's Tennessee and Alabama. There's no other way to be, yep. right? No other way to be. Nick Saban, Nick Saban cut a promo on his fan base. He said, for once, can you be the difference? For one time, can you be the – Did you? can you imagine somebody uh, talking to their fan base like that? For one time, would you make me proud to be the head coach of this program? And they'll do exactly what he asked them. 
They'll be raucous. It'll be raucous down there tomorrow. He is a real you-know-what, Beanstar, isn't he? What's He's, it rhyme with, Beano? Uh, sick. <laughs> uh, and then we've got all kinds of interesting stuff going on. You've got the Michigan scandal. Harbaugh, a cheater, Vino. What do you think? Harbaugh is stealing signals. That scallywag. Only one that's ever done it. Vino, what percentage, because I talked to a couple coaches this morning, including Watson Brown, and I say, guys, what percentage of coaches do this? What do you think they all tell me, Vino? A hundred percent minus be right. Butch Jones. <laughs> Butchie boys, not. I like when Harbaugh. I like when these guys get caught, and they say, uh, "Nah, I know nothing about it." Low-level staffer. Like when, um, like when your boy got caught up there, the Paisan, who wears the white coat. Looks like a mob boss, Bino. Like when he got caught. I like when they come out and say, I knew nothing about it. I don't know what you're talking about. I knew nothing. Let's talk about this game here real quick. It was Patino's assistant coach. It was Patino's assistant. Did it all. (laughs) Orchestrated the whole thing. Bino, I... um, here we are on Alabama Friday, and we're going to bring Hugh in here momentarily. This has been a streaky series. Alabama is not their best. They're not what they've been. They're just not. If we had a little bit of quarterback play, like a little, we could win tomorrow. It's kind of a shame. A lip, just like... And if I wanted and if I wanted to let myself believe that I could and would if, if the game were here it would be enough to sway me Tony it would be enough to sway me that uh, that they could absolutely go down there and win but but uh, this guy know. functioning on the road Bino? yeah I'm, this team this team and this quarterback have to prove that they can go on the road and win a game of this magnitude Amen. I, we we've probably never had a better opportunity. I think this is probably the most vulnerable Alabama team we've played uh, since Nick Saban's arrival. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, for a change, they they have most of the intangibles uh, because we we did beat them last year. So they're going to be in, oh I'm good. We're they're going to be in a revenge situation that we're unaccustomed to them being in. The yep. one thing that I do like is this is. Uh, as Steve from Jasper sent me a uh, text, uh, this is the eighth straight game that Alabama's played. Eighth straight Saturday that they played. Yep. The last time that happened was the uh, when we played them was uh, the Butch Jones near victory. There you go. In Tuscaloosa. There you go. And they do not have the horses that they had back then. No. Josh, you're not going to wear my coat? You afraid of me? Well, you're over there in short sleeves. Joshy Boy's over there in short sleeves. I want him to have my coat. Took my coat off for you. Joshy Boy's hardcore. He doesn't need any sleeves. Would you wear my pin if I pinned you later? All right, let's um, 
when we come, when 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 we get to our phone calls later, I want the living listener to tell me what you're thinking. Because here's what Tennessee needs tomorrow, and modern day baseball is stupid. What these morons have done to modern day baseball. You got a kid out there yesterday from Arizona pitching the game of his life against the Sillies. They said they were all going to let him pitch to 18 batters, you know. And he got 16 of the 18 guys out, and they took him right out. Now, it was in the sixth inning. Yeah. Only in modern baseball do you not let a guy that's on a heater see his heater through. That's what we need for Milton tomorrow. Something that we have. I'm not trying to be ugly here. Something we have not seen from him. Have we seen him yet, Bino, play like he's going to function tomorrow in that game? After what we saw in Neal and Stadium. Like he has to function yes. tomorrow? Yes, uh, As close as we've seen is the Orange Bowl. Uh, an Orange Bowl type performance will be plenty good enough. But, you know, it's uh, – uh, this is – again, this is a different environment than what he faced there. Yeah. I mean, my winners and losers, guys, is a prelude to that, presented by our friends at Miller Lite coming up later on. They were um, – one of them just said, hey, this guy, look, when you're looking at games and you're playing for money, they said, you've got to take the emotion out of it. And if you're looking at that game and you're just from another, stamp, another fan base, you would look at it and go, that's a quarterback that can't play. Like, that's what we, that's what we would all say about him. I mean, it's harsh, but – He's got to show us, Bino, that he can play a little bit. Yeah. It's a good prove-me spot for him. It's a good opportunity for him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. And Tennessee's going to have to be able to – I mean, they don't have to run for 232 yards or whatever they did against Texas A&M, but they certainly have to effectively run the football tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think they can do that. And they have to be uh, far less penalized than they've been to this point. Because this team just can't overcome on, – on the road, this team won't be able to overcome that type of uh, penalty yardage. And the, yardage. And, and the thing, Bino, that's extremely frustrating to me about just thinking about tomorrow and how I want to feel versus how I feel, okay, how I want to feel over, is this. This is – this Saban team is not good. Like Steve said, what, you, what he told you is this is eight straight games mm-hmm. for a 9-3 and three level football team. Yeah. They're living on borrowed time. They've got left tackle issues. They've got a quarterback that holds the ball. There's going to be a chance to get balls away from them. There's going to be a chance to create turnover smart. But they're saying the same thing. It is two quarterbacks capable in an in a era where quarterback plays just about everything that are both capable of spontaneously combusting at any time. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of consistency from either guy. Um, and as you guys have put in the blog all week, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of strange to see that these two guys are, have kind of swapped personalities or swapped yeah. who they were supposed to be. It's because weird, it's, isn't it? It's Milro making big plays. Yeah. Uh, and lately it's been – uh, the last game, it's 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 been Milton able to help a little bit in the run game. So if you go over to tclub.team today, and we'll go through these numbers later on, but Lee provided these to me because he he set them last night on our when we were recording our winners and losers. Alabama's one of the most explosive passing offenses in college football. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you something. 
That was not on my Cinco card. I thought Tennessee would do that. We all thought that coming into the year, right? It wasn't on theirs either. Because they were wasn't talking about going back to That's blow right. your nose football. That's right. Line up and run it at you the way they did when he first got yeah. there. So it, it wasn't on theirs either, Tony. So, hey, a lot of sins can be forgiven tomorrow. A whole lot of sins can be. You uh, You go down and uh, play a game and beat Alabama uh, and Tuscaloosa, then everything else is wiped clean. Hey, the first six weeks didn't happen. No. You wiped Joe Milton's clean. on everybody's dial at that yeah. point. He goes down there and plays a great – he's a great quarterback. That's the way it's going to work. Calhoun's on the river. The college sports restaurant, America's College Sports City. We got the Nina out there. What – What? Um, no, that's a Pinto. Pinto, this is right? Pinto. Okay. There's literally no better place to experience the game before, during, or after, home or away. We're on our all-new covered patio right on the Tennessee River. Look, it might, it might rain a little bit. I don't know. We're on a covered patio. And we got a great crowd out here already. At, at, a, at you know, I mean, here we are. Boom. We're, we're 10 minutes into, into the showtime, and we already have a great crowd right in the shadows of picturesque Nealon Stadium. Next best thing to being at the game. Surprisingly easy walk from downtown Knoxville when you come in for our next home game. Uh, Vol calls on Wednesdays. Your Basilio show with Beanstar on Fridays. Don't settle your, during your next game day weekend. Come to Calhoun's. It's the sports restaurant, America's College Sports Town. Calhoun's, a taste of Tennessee. Bino, on the way, uh, our before we get Hugie in here, are you and I going to go tour the, the, the Pinto? You want to go do that? You want to go look at it later on? Yeah, we may do that, Tony. Yeah, Maybe I'm up for things like that. Yeah. Bino and I like history. It's we, interesting. We, um, we took the mob tour in Philly. Yes. And now we're going to go tour the, the Pinto. So, brief timeout. We come back with more Hugie. Mike Huguenin sets up the football weekend. Bino, what letter grade will Huguenin give the college football card? I say Hugie will give this one a B minus. Do you think that uh, Milrow would describe Marshall's quarterback as a ball holder after watching that last night, Bino? Goodness gracious. Huh? The guy has he like, like he was posing for football cards or something <laughs> back there. Well, my favorite thing about him, Bino, is. It's like he's got Velcro in his hands, and the ball's got Velcro on it, and he's out there doing this, trying to, trying to get rid of it. And the pass rush is coming. I mean, he's just sitting there holding the ball. Golly, what a terrible offense. Wow. They were – oh, my – they made me feel so good about myself as a living Vol fan in our passing attack as we continue with more on the other side after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931 938-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey gang, Carl Wayne Meekins here. I want you guys to come out and see us live on Veterans Day, 11-11-23, 7 p.m. Guitar and Cadillac Hall that sits right on top of Puckett's in Columbia, Tennessee. Got a huge lineup for you. We've got Troy Kemp, Katrina Burgoyne, myself and my band, and then the legend Jimmy Wayne's going to come in for a few songs. Going to be a big night in Columbia, and Columbia ain't going to be the same. Okay, so get your tickets at eventbrite.com. Guitar and Cadillacs, Carl Wayne Meekins. We'll see you there. 
Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB, back with you. We're live today, breaking it down scientifically, moving right to left, left to right, and through your vertical hold on your device. Ladies and gentlemen, you bow your head and you say his name. He's our Friday date. He's my main man on the wheels of steel. Last week, I got caught because Tony Valls was down here. This week, we're going to stretch it out a little bit. Hugie, I bring you in the great Mike Hugin and against the backdrop that there are some huge games with major implications tomorrow, including one down in Tuscaloosa. But I say this to you to say that tomorrow... And I'm a music fan. Seems like a little slim pickings tomorrow, Hugie. Grade the card before we get going. Give me a card grade as I welcome you in. Yeah, B+. Plus. And there, there are some monster, monster football games tomorrow. Huge games, national title, and conference implications. I just don't think, uh, you know, that you go down to the next level and there's a lot of games you're like, well, maybe I'll watch that, maybe I won't. But the, the top of the, of the list is, is big time. Penn State, Ohio State. Tennessee, Alabama, Duke, FSU was gigantic. Boom. Um, Utah, USC, and Washington State, Oregon. All all five of those games are interesting. Plus, um, there's I, I think one game has become a lot more intriguing: the Michigan Michigan State game. So for for off field reasons. So, but I mean it, it, it's a it's a it's a good Saturday. And Penn State, Ohio State is, is the noon game. Then Tennessee, Alabama is a three thirty game. So those of us who who won't be attending games tomorrow know we're, how we're going to be spending our first seven hours on Saturday. I love it, man. The so he gives it up. Are you surprised by Hughie's grade being star of a B plus? It's a couple of no. I thought that Hughie would probably give it a B minus, maybe. But uh, yep, he's he's right. The the great thing about tomorrow from a viewing standpoint is yep. The best games are all spread out. You can sit in front of your television and watch a good football game from noon all the way until uh, 1 o'clock. So what's the night game tomorrow? Because Brian Hartman's going to be watching the Elks and the Blue Bombers north of the border. That's what Brian Hartman told me. So that's a 7 Eastern time up in the CFL. Hughie, are you a three-down football guy? No. Moving along. What's the 7 o'clock? Hughie, what? What's the – Brian, so there – What's the um, what is the uh, seven o'clock game tomorrow for the viewer guide, Hughie? I think Ole Miss Auburn has to make. Not bad. Virginia North Carolina is at six thirty. Um, but but the seven thirty games are the ones: Duke FSU, Michigan Michigan State. Whoa, whoa! Uh, and, and Army LSU. Um, this is not the same Army team. They've gone away from pure triple option. Still, they run the ball well. Um, I think the question in that game is, can LSU put up 50? Because Army's defense is, is not very good. And then They're rancid. Eight, 8 o'clock, you got Utah-USC and, and Clemson-Miami, which is some which has intrigue um, because Miami's lost two in a row. I think Clemson's better. Uh, and, and you wonder how, how full the stands will be uh, for, for the UM home game. Well... And, and Dabo told his fan base this week they deserve to lose a few more games. Yeah, you need, yeah exactly. But, you, know, you need to lose. You need to lose a few. You guys need to take a few L's to appreciate me. Yeah, sometimes he's a little bit he's, – he, he, he reminds me some of the old TCU coach Gary Patterson who had a ton of success 
but also was extremely thin-skinned at times. Um, I get the fact that Dabo is irritated, his fan base is irritated, but you know that's like Gary Patterson will double down on stupid stuff, and I, I yeah. think this is Dabo sort of doubling down too. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we've lost two. Maybe we should lose some more to you know get you. It's that's it, just it's it's not smart. Hughie, where do you want to take us first? Because you're looking live. What game are we going to look at first, Hughie? You're looking live. Let's let's go with the the biggest one of all: Ohio State, Penn State. I know right. you're short, I know you're a Pennsylvania guy. I am. Um, this is a really good Penn State roster. They have a really good defensive front, uh, and Ohio State's offensive tackles are not very good. Uh, one's a transfer from San Diego State. The other is a redshirt freshman, and the tackles can be um, – they're vulnerable, let's put it that way. Um, and and I'm, not, I'm not a huge believer in Kyle McCord yet. Yes, he has phenomenal receivers, but I think if you, you get in front of Kyle McCord – get him off his spot, he can suffer. The flip side, Ohio State's got a great defensive line as well. Penn State's offensive line is not nearly as good as it should be. They haven't had a really good offensive line in a long time. they got good running backs. I like Drew Alar more than I like McCord, but Ohio State's got better receivers. There's a lot of good things to like about this game. Franklin really needs a marquee win. He's been horrible on the road. He's been horrible against Ohio State. He's been horrible against top ten teams. So um, a lot of pressure on both coaches because we all know that if Ohio State loses before they play Michigan, the Ohio State fan base is going to have a meltdown, sort of like the Clemson fan base times ten. So uh, a lot of things to look for. Uh, I think Ohio State wins because they're at home. Um, but you know, if Drew Alar throws for 300, which I think is possible, I think Penn State wins. Penn State's defensive front is really athletic and really good. The sneaky good thing about Penn State is they will turn, they will turn, uh, turn you over. That's the sneaky thing about them. Yeah, they, you know, uh, Diaz yep. is their defensive coordinator. Um, he he loves to blitz. He yep. loves to come up with exotic blitzes, and that goes back to if you're Ohio State looking at, oh, my God, our offensive tackles are the weak spot on our offense. Oh, my goodness. There'll be, you can expect some blitzes off the corner, off the edge. There's going to be a lot of stuff I would think that Manny Diaz uh, unveils tomorrow that he has used either none or extremely infrequently this year. So McCord, I think, is going to have to prove himself. But the Ohio State defense has played well. And, again, it goes back to Penn State generally away from home doesn't beat good teams. So, and they, I think they are, he's, I'm not sure he's beaten Ohio State once even, Franklin. So, uh, a lot of pressure on, frankly, both coaches, which always adds to the intrigue. Before we um, uh, go around the room and I throw to my brother, Bino, here, I'm going to take a little survey. How much of the Thursday night football game last night did you watch, Hughie, under five plays, over five plays? Hughie, I go to you, and then I'm going to go to Bino, and then I'm going to go to me. Go ahead. Wait, what, uh, what, the NFL one or the The college? NFL game. The NFL Zero. game. Zero. Zero. Bino. I uh, didn't see a play. Okay. Uh, and that would be me, too. I didn't you know, even think I, to turn it on. Things, I actually like the Jags. 
I like the Jags, too. I, I like my producer, Brian Hartman. He loves the Jags. I cheer for I the Jags for that reason. I'm not going to – you know, it may, maybe it's because I'm old, but the idea – Thursday Night NFL bothers me to begin with. The fact that it's streaming only is bothersome. Yep. Um, I, and I know there's stuff to do. So, but I did you, know what else, you know what else I don't like? You know what else I don't like? Is that college football quit trying to put good, decent games on Thursday night – ran from that night and I, I look the NFL's a monster Bino but you could still put some pretty decent games on television couldn't you yes couldn't you do both I mean they don't even make an attempt do they well I think yeah, but I, well, why does the NFL need to play Thursday I, I, I know why the NFL plays Thursday because the, the money is yep. tremendous but uh, if I'm if I'm an NFL fan that has season tickets that's, that's that annoys me because you know a Sunday you take the whole day well you can't I, I don't know. It's, it, you're messing up Thursday. You're messing up Friday. I just don't get why the again. I know why the NFL does it. I just it, that it's, it, that bothers me. Hey, Hugo, uh, Duke, Florida State. Judging by the point spread, which is fourteen, uh, e- either either Vegas has no real belief in Duke, or they really like Florida State. I've, I, I've, I've yet to see that if is Riley Leonard playing for sure or not. Um, Duke won last week easily against a solid NC State team. They completed four passes and won by 21, which I think means Duke's not bad. Um, Duke has grown men on their defensive line. Um, Their offensive line is solid. If Riley Leonard plays, I would take the points and run. I am not a full believer yet in Florida State's defense. Offensively, they got some weapons. Uh, I, I think it's the fact that the game's in Tallahassee. Um, the FSU offense is playing at a high level, and I think there is some. Eh, how, how really good is Duke? But Elko is a phenomenal defensive coach. Um, Kevin Johns is a pretty good offensive coordinator. Riley Leonard's healthy, um, and I also think Duke is less likely to make stupid mistakes. You watch Florida State on a weekly basis. They still do stupid stuff. Their players, you know, they're, they're not Miami-esque, but they still do stupid stuff on a weekly basis. And um, if Riley Leonard is for sure playing, I would take the points. And by the way, quoting Hank Williams, uh, Jr., that's a family tradition. Florida yeah, State's been doing and, and stupid the, things on the football the field. Free, yeah, all yeah. the big three Florida teams do stupid. For, for a generation, they've been dumb. Yes. I mean, that, they've Miami been going back, back the, to the Bowden years. Yes. yes. Miami leads the nation, I think, in stupid. Oh, my God. That, that thing I mean, they, they did last with. I think they're losing to, to North Carolina. They're getting beat on the ground. And, and the Unbelievable, air. Andy. you got Miami DBs woofing when they make a tackle. You're like, dude, you're 17 down. Go, you know, make, make, a, make a good play. Don't make a play 15 yards downfield and then start woofing. Another game that looks like the line's a little bloated to me, uh, Mike, because I, I just think they're a really unsound football team, is USC being a seven-point favorite yeah, against that's Utah. ridiculous. Well, let's put it this way. If, okay, you had Caleb Williams running for his life last week against Notre Dame. USC offensive line is garbage. Utah's defensive front is in a different league than Notre Dame's. And I mean that they're on a different level, higher. I, I was on another show earlier this week, and I'm thinking, I told, said to the coast, if I'm a Utah defensive lineman and have seen 
game film from the last two weeks of Caleb Williams running for his life. I want to play USC right now because we are going to pound on Caleb Williams. Um, I, I, I think Utah wins. Um, USC can't block what? anybody. Um, the USC defense last week only gave up 253 yards. That was skewed because Notre Dame didn't need to do anything offensively. And the one aspect that gives me pause, and this, Utah's offense is bad. Without Cam Rising, it's, they're, they're boring on inept at times. They don't throw the ball well at all. They have to be able to run. thing is, I think they can run on USC. Yeah, the, um, the, the Utah defense, Morgan Scalley is a really good defensive coordinator. They love to blitz. They have linebackers who can run. Um, I, I think Utah wins. I, I think USC is a team that's going to lose four or five because that, that offensive line, you have the best quarterback in the nation. How did you not go into the portal and get more offensive linemen out? They went in and got three. They should have gone in and got seven. So, and, and Riley's recruiting is not very good. I don't get what he's doing out there. You know, the funny thing about bad line play and Alabama's finding this out oh. is, yeah, exactly. You can have as much as you want, but when you come up against a defensive front and you get a guy like Pierce across from you and the way Barron's playing right now and the way the Vols are playing right now, I mean, I know the number in that game. I see the number, but any opponent is in play against you because you're capable of coughing it up at any moment. I mean, it's just yeah, the way it is. You, the Alabama offensive line, they give them the second most sacks among Power 5 schools. The only one worse is Colorado. And I could pass rush against Colorado and get and get home. Um, it, it's mind blowing to me to look back at the last four Alabama recruiting classes. Look at all those offensive linemen they signed, yep. and then look on Saturday and go, "Oh my God, these guys reek!" And they do. Their their offensive tackles are gigantic and fine. They mash you in the running game, but you know, heavier people tend to be slower. I'll be nice. These dudes don't move well. So, I, you know, I, last week I thought A&M's pass rush would be a bigger deal. It was not. Tech Tennessee's pass rush last week w- was extremely impressive. I think it will be extremely impressive Saturday. Um, if this were last year's Tennessee team, they beat Alabama by 14 in Tuscaloosa. No doubt um, about it. I don't trust Joe Milton, though. So the irony to me is you've got a Josh Heupel coach team whose defense – you know was going to play Saturday. It's going to travel and it's going to do well. I'm just not sure about the Tennessee offense tomorrow. Pino, how interesting is that for him yeah. to say that? I mean, I can't disagree with him. Can no, you? No, it's, it, it is. And it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's a style of team I didn't expect to see here. And, and, no, and exactly. who would have thought, guys, who would have thought that Alabama would be as unsound as they are? They are unsound offensively. They do run well. They do. They do. They're well. okay. But, yes. And they hit chunk plays, but seriously, their offensive tackles. I don't. These might be the worst offensive tackles since Saban's first year. I mean, because these guys, seriously, they've given up the most sacks of any Power Five team, which means they're 67th. Only Colorado has given up more. And you know, well, we're they're... not talking. You know, Alabama has a whole. Alabama's offensive line has given up more sacks than Vanderbilt, more sacks than Wake Forest, 
more sacks than Indiana? Oh my God, it's true, and that's it, it's it's hard to wrap your head around that, considering the recruiting classes they've signed, the stud linemen they've signed to see a unit that bad and consistently bad in pass in pass protection. It's one thing, okay, week two against Texas, they'll gel. Well, no, they haven't gelled. They've stayed the same. They do run block better, but. Um, yeah, that, yeah, you're right. The, the idea that Tennessee's defense is the key to the upset is quote unquote upset is is interesting to me. Yeah. The weird thing about the tide, though, and and the the strangest thing about this uh, this whole deal is that when you take that scope out a little further, there's 132 teams playing Division One football. They're 129 out of 132 in sacks allowed. I mean, that just does not seem possible. So how do you see this game going? Is it is it just as simply that you just don't trust Joe Milton? That's why yeah. you wouldn't? Because yeah. if the Vols had competent quarterback play, I think they would win easily tomorrow with the defense they have. Easily. Yeah, I, think, I think he's – I think Milton is adequate. Um, that's it. Um, but I think, I mean, Alabama is not Alabama, but you still got to have better than adequate quarterback play, I think. And maybe Milton makes a big play early or two big plays early. And Jalen Milrow, it's hard to trust him, too, because, you know, he'll, he's going to hit a chunk play or two because that's the way, you know, he'll scramble around and just chuck it up and someone will catch it. But, you know, make them consistently drive, and I don't, I don't think either team tomorrow can do that. I think it'll be a lot like last week's game. Relatively low scoring uh, turnovers, if there are any, are going to be huge. But man, if if I'm a Vols fan, I'm hoping we have to have a strong running game because the one game Tennessee lost this year, obviously Florida, they ran for 100 yards. They also gave up the most they've given up this year. So uh, in a game against the Gators, so the the the, uh, the defensive line has to not only pass rush, they got to hold up against the run. The linebackers need to be active. Secondary needs to get their hands on balls. But yeah, it's it's weird that the idea. I don't again. I don't trust the Tennessee offense, and yet I can see Tennessee winning because I, I don't trust the Alabama offense either. And I again, know, the, the, right? The offensive tackles for Alabama. I am mystified as to how that's the best they have. Well, one other aspect of that is that somebody, I think it was Matt Dixon, somebody on the program yesterday said that the transfer portal has really hurt Bama. One guy, one of those tackles is starting at Florida. Another one's at Miami. Another one's on TCU's roster. And that just goes to show you the way the portal hurts those elite programs, and it puts them back in play for you. And, and Bino, you're a baseball guy. Uh, earlier in the week, Kevin Skarbinski was on. He's a Phillies fan like I am. He compared Milrow to Kyle Schwarber. He said he's a home run or strikeout guy. I heard that, yeah. Home run or strikeout guy. What do you think of that analogy? No, I think it's good. I think it's good. That is a good analogy. Yeah, the Schwarber home run on on, on pitch one the other day. Good Lord. 117 miles an hour off the bat. Oh, my God. 117 off the bat. But that's the kind of play – you're right. That's the kind of play Milrow can make. He'll, He'll be, like, under pressure and just unleash one. Oh my God! The guy's open. That's going to be a touchdown. And you thought you had him on the ground, but yeah. And the next, the next series, he'll throw three into the dirt. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's an interesting point. And yeah, Javion Cohen's a starting guard. Damian George, though, the Alabama transfer who's starting at tackle at Florida, he's their worst offensive lineman. There you uh, go. It's but 
I think you could see Alabama make a coaching change with its uh, offensive line uh, unit after this season. Hey, Mike, uh, Missouri-South Carolina, what do you think of that game, and what do you think about where uh, Drinkowitz has Missouri at right now? I'm shocked that Missouri is this good. I think uh, he gave up play-calling duties that's helped. They have receivers who can play, even though the irony is they have a really good receiving core, even though Dominic Lovett transferred to Georgia. Um, Brady Cook is he's efficient, if nothing else. Um, they always play hard defensively. Blake Baker's a really good defensive coordinator. South Carolina, that's another team that was just a rancid offensive line. Their offensive line is bad. Um, that's a rancid. Rattler's playing really good football, um, but South Carolina's just bad. Just bad. I think it's hard for me to believe that Missouri is going to be 6-1, and one, and I think they are. Um, they, they might be the second. I think they are the second-best team in the East right now. Um, it's you know he doesn't cook doesn't make mistakes um the luther burden is a handful for anybody to cover and the defense they make enough plays i, I think they're going to beat south carolina um by double digits i don't think south carolina is very good at all especially on the road i, I don't hugie that looks like and this is what vegas does to people right they turn you inside out I don't understand that line for the life of me. You gonna tell me that South Carolina team's gonna go up there and stay within one score of that Missouri team? Yeah, I don't. I don't now, think so. I don't no. get that. No, that looks like easy money. Bino, why don't you bet a lot on that tomorrow? That looks like easy <laughs> money, bro. Go for it. I'll bet whatever you want me to bet of your money on that one, Tony. <laughs> well, Bino, he says that Missouri. In his mind, is the second best team in the SEC East right now. Do you? Do you, right now, Bino, do you take Missouri seriously? I do, I do, and I, I you know, the way that we, uh, the way that we pounded them last year, uh, I think that's that's a real sticky spot for us this year. But their defense, when Missouri started running or LSU started running the ball on them, now I don't know if it's because Jaden Daniels is such a great athlete and LSU has so many great athletes. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe we don't have the firepower to do that to them. But it looked like, Hugie, and this is what could happen tomorrow, I think the overs are really good play in that game. It's like 50-and-a-half or some uh, ridiculously low number. Uh, it looks like tackling's optional up there at Missouri. Like, they don't even try to tackle. Their defense isn't that bad. But you're right. I think that could be a 38-21 kind of game. Yeah. So, um, But it's interesting, you know, Drinkwitz, was a guy who, no, I'm a play caller. I'm not going to give it up. He gave it up to, to Kirby Moore, Kellen Moore's younger brother. Uh, and the offense has <laughs> become a lot better. Um, Drinkwitz, he, he annoys people, including other coaches. Um, but he's got an interesting staff. And, again, that receiving core. Um, South Carolina secondary, Graham Mertz for through for 423. Um and so I think Missouri is going to have a field day throwing the ball against South Carolina. Hey, Mike, is there any game out there on the slate tomorrow that no one's thinking about is going to be any kind of football game that you think may wind up being pretty interesting? Hmm. He's really playing to yeah, your Oklahoma degenerate State, side. Go ahead. Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Uh, Oklahoma State looked like they were dead in the water uh, in late September. Here they are. Challenge and they're playing good football now. West Virginia had that oh my god heartbreaking loss last week 
to Houston. Uh, I think Neil Brown is on the way to saving his job. You know, on a national scope, that's not that important, but I think it'll be an interesting game. Uh, and any time Iowa plays, I'm fascinated because it's it's hard. To, we're, we're, we're in 2023, and Iowa is running an offense that would have been yep. considered retro in 1974. Yeah. So and I would to go eleven and one because their how schedule bad is, so is their garbage. schedule? The Big Ten yes. West is horrendous. And so, Nebraska can't even get yeah, and poor Nebraska can't even get traction right in maybe the worst division in the history of civilization. But Hugh, here's the thing, right? The, Iowa literally is stuck in the 70s. They could have bell-bottom night one night, kiss night the next night, disco demolition. Uh, they could have a disco demolition game. I mean, Bino, bring out the lava lamps, brother. Yeah. And the black light, the black light lamps. They, I mean, they, your- they, they, have good t- they have good defensive players, really high-level defensive players, extremely well-coached, a very the, the best punter in the country. Um, the punter might be the MVP in, in all seriousness, but that offense. And <laughs> seriously, they're going to go eleven and one. They could could go eleven and one. And there's a faction of the Iowa fan base who doesn't like Kirk Ferentz anymore because he props up his kid, who's the offensive coordinator. So also, there's also Texas at Houston, which might Ooh. be the last time Ooh. ever Texas plays at Houston. So. Um, Houston's going to have a home sellout, um, and you know that's that's that that'll be that'll Texas is going that's going to be nasty for Texas. I think Texas is going to win, but they're going to get uh, derision heaped upon them. Let's put it that way. So, Hughie, you're my main man. Much love to you. On the way out, you talk to people. I talk to people in the college game. I'm hearing that this thing they're doing to Harbaugh is like a persecution almost of him because when the NCAA came for that last investigation, he said, get out of my office, and no, they're trying another way to get him. Uh, I, my coaching friends tell me that this is a total joke, that everybody does it. What do you believe? Well, everybody steals signals. That, that's, that's unquestionably true. The thing, what they're being looked at is uh, in-person scouting, which is illegal. So um, it's it's interesting, you know, Michigan thinks of itself, we're above the fray. When you look at Michigan over the last 40 years, they do a lot of illegal stuff. I mean, think about the Fab Five. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in Michigan. Amen. They need to stop pretending they're not like everybody else. But the, if, if, if the in-person scouting thing can be proved, that, that's a black guy that Harbaugh never will, will – that's never going to leave. You know, that, you know, that between kind of, hey, that's cheating. That's, that's, hey, listen, don't do that. I'm not here to offend Michigan fans, but between them and Michigan State and the stuff that Nasser guy, all that unspeakable stuff that's going on in Michigan State, that ought to be like the scandal bowl to, tomorrow, Bino, presented by like the National Enquirer. <laughs> that's well, what know, they ought to do. I was talking to a friend of mine. If Michigan and Michigan State, if if the Media coverage in the Big Ten was like the media coverage in the SEC, where the you know where, where every fan base cares, even the Mississippi State and Kentucky fan base. You know, Indiana could care less about football. 
Rutgers could care less about football. But if it was the the media frenzy, you're right. Michigan would be the, the every every single reporter covering the Big Ten would be in East Lansing and Ann Arbor digging up dirt, man. You are speaking what we call scrape facts, scrape facts. And Hughie, enjoy your football weekend. Enjoy that uh, action in the CFL tomorrow. <laughs> Talk to you next week. <laughs> see, see you, bro. See you, Mike. Bino, when you asked him about his degenerate smorgasbord, the other games, I knew he would have oh, some yeah, other absolutely. games he had two. the path. He had two. Because I got, <laughs> I got news for you. West Virginia and uh, Oklahoma State fans won't even watch that game that he recommended watching, okay? Parents of that game. We'll have other games yeah. on. You know what Harbaugh's biggest sin is, don't What's you? that? He's beaten Yankee Bama twice in a row. That's his biggest sin. You think that? <laughs> Absolutely. There's no question, that. is it? Absolutely, I believe that. When, because they're going to run him out of the sport. That's what's getting ready to happen. And that's what everybody believes. Everybody believes that Harbaugh is getting ready to hightail it back to the NFL. They're going to chase him straight on back being started of the NFL. So, it's kind of interesting to stop and think about the things that go on. Because everybody wants to believe that they're a little different and they don't do it and my guy would never do it. All these football coaches would do anything to gain an edge on another. I believe that, including our guy. They would all do it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, sending somebody in person to go steal your, your man, you know, do you think that goes on? Or do you think Michigan's going to sign it? I don't think Michigan has invented any new ways to cheat. Right. Kind of like a couple years ago, my Phillies bullpen coach got caught with some binoculars. Somebody took a photo of them. They were out there stealing signs in the sign-stealing days. How much you want to bet somebody's invented a way to jam the frequencies of those, uh, the way the catchers and the pitchers connect and they're listening in? No. What are the chances that's going on, Bino? Probably good. Yes. Probably good. Listen, everybody cheats. Some people are just stupid at it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We're going to come back. I want to hear from you at 865-200-5402. Again, 865-200-5402. How about this beautiful day at Calhoun's on the River? Is it beautiful here or what, Just another one. Boy, I miss this, Tony. It's great to be back. Man, I love you. Last week, those A&M people were super, super nice people. Yeah, I've heard that they have a a really special fan base. They are absolutely conditioned to come, go on a trip, spend their money, and lose. Uh, Unlike maybe any other fan base I've ever seen, they are the sweetest – I'm walking around the the week before or the week the South Carolina game, right? We had a South Carolina table in front of us here. They had about as much chance of winning that game as yeah. I do getting through hour two oh, yeah. without any, uh, you know, without messing up facts. Okay? They go, "Oh, we're blowing you out tomorrow." What do you think? I said, "You're blowing us out." Really? You didn't say that on the air. I said, "Well, you know, I'm I'm really worried." And of course, they had zero chance of winning the game. <laughs> Those poor A&M people are sitting right where those folks are, and there were three or four tables of them, and I walk over to them after the show, and I'm like, and they've got much better material than we do, in my opinion. Do you think that? I think they had better material. I don't know about much better, but I think they've got better material. So they go, we have zero chance. I said, you've got what? 
and they looked super wealthy. And so I was told yesterday that, or the earlier in the week, somebody called from over there at the TAC Air Place and said there were more of those private planes flown in for that game than any we've seen. Like, yeah. the, the place was overrun out there. I believe that. I do believe that. Whether it's true or not, I'm going to repeat it on the air. Because the people that were out here last week had some serious money. I looked at one table, and I said, you guys are buying for everybody. And they looked at me like, huh? <laughs> I could just tell. I mean, the lady had like a, what do they call that? Louis Vuitton. What is that? Vuitton? What is the? Uh, You're asking me? Come back on the other side. Upon our continuance, I want to hear from you. I want your absolute thoughts in honor of Dewey Warren's birthday on what's going to happen tomorrow in that game as we take a brief time out and continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. 
more high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. Hey Columbia, this is Sabian Beard with the Columbia Noon Rotary Club with some information and an invitation for you. If you don't already know about Rotary, it's an organization over 100 years old that focuses on service in the community, service through vocation, and service to the next generation. Many of our community figureheads participate in the local Rotary Clubs, and we need your help. Our main fundraiser for our service projects is the legendary Pancake Day, held on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 4. Tickets are $10 for one or $25 for three, and may be purchased at the door or from any Noon Rotary member. Help us continue to serve your community and enjoy a splendid breakfast with your neighbors. See you there. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. This man is an absolute. You bow your head. We use the term birthright. Last year when we brought him on, he, he broke down talking about his daughter being at that game before the game. Little did we know it would turn into the scene it turned into in Neyland Stadium. You bow your head when you say his name. He's a friend of the show. He's a friend of the Vol Nation. He's an absolute living legend. The man should never have to pay for a drink or a meal the rest of his life. Bow your head when you say thy name. The great, the incomparable Dale Jones. Tennessee royalty. Dale Jones, K Pas Amigo. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Brother, God, you sound all refreshed. Listen to you, man. You sound like you got a whole bunch of vim and vigor in you and all that stuff. Um, first of all, Dale, what's it been like for you to be away from the college game as you've been here this year and taking some time to regroup? What's it been like for you? Well, I'm actually, um, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's, uh, I get to see it a little bit different. I've been to a few games at Tennessee, and I've really enjoyed that part of it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of different because now you're a fan. You get to hear the fans around you. And, and uh, you know, you never, you never experience that when you're, you're out there coaching. So it's, uh, it's been an experience. You know, Watson Brown the other day, he and I were talking off the air. He joins us on Wednesdays, and he's just a beautiful guy, kind of like you. And Watson, we, we were talking. He said, Tony, I never realized how beautiful fall is. He said, because I'm, I'm, he's living down – uh, down there in the Crossville area, and he goes, when you're coaching, you just don't have the time to look at the leaves changing. You just don't have the time to think about how beautiful it is outside. You're like in a totally different mindset. H- have you found that to be the same with you so far, Dale? 
Well, it's crazy. Last Sunday um, after church, I took off uh, on Grandfather Mountain, did the profile trail, and stayed up there uh, for like six hours. So it was amazing. It's absolutely, I live in one of the most beautiful places in the world, and especially at this time of year. And you're right, never got to enjoy it, but uh, it was absolutely breathtaking and, and something that, you know, I've really enjoyed just being being out and um and enjoying the the change of uh, the leaves and fall and football and all of it dale we vibe with you your daughter last year being at that bama game when you you were on assignment as we say in the trade um what did she report back to you from that scene in Neyland stadium where I mean, we've had a lot of great post-game shows, our Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction. I don't know that we've ever had one that was that emotional, that was that visceral in terms of the way people were just pouring their hearts out, evoking past generations, uh, just, just feeling it, just feeling the love. What, what, what did she tell you that scene was like for her? Well, for her, it was just amazing. You know, that's uh, one of the reasons she went to Tennessee, just to be part of it. And, and uh, you know, when you know, a lot of kids make their decision, it's about, you know, going to the going to an SEC school and, and being around, having a football team that's, um, you know, that's bringing everybody together. And that's just part of college life. And uh, she just said it was one of the most amazing days that she, she'll always remember and and she was just blessed being there Bino Jeff I bring you in here do you think his daughter realizes because it's hard for kids to realize and Dale's gonna be humble here what a legend her father is when he walks when she walks on that campus uh I, I think she would probably be stunned it's her dad you know to her yeah. it's her dad and yeah. uh and uh, to to us, he's uh, he's an absolute icon. Dale, it's uh, it's an honor to to speak with you. I I know as as both a player and a coach, as you go through a season, you're conditioned to say, well, you know, this is another Saturday. This is an important game, but it's no more important than the others. Uh, there has to be a different feeling uh, for both current and former Tennessee football players when you get to the week of Alabama. Oh, there's no question. You know, you can say you can say all those uh, right things, <laughs> but uh, there, there's nothing like it. I mean, this is this is why you play the game, um, and I think that's the I think that's the most important part of it. It's it's it takes you to a different level. Uh, just everything about it. It's it's so different. Your your mind, your mindset, um, uh, just. Man, it's just what's in your heart. It's, it's totally different. You know, as, as a guy that grew up here and knew exactly what this series is, and then as a player, uh, as a teammate of, of guys that are coming in from other areas of the country, does it take a little while? to kind of get them up to speed on what it really means, or, or do they just feel that from the rest of you guys? Well, I, I, I believe this right here. There's the, the fans make it uh, – they make it different. So if, if you're coming from a different place, you know, you know what it is. Um, and, but, like, I'm, you know, I was fortunate to go play in the state I, I was, uh, lived in and go play for the, the state university – these guys, they still have that same dream that I had. It just happens to be 
in another state. So they it's it's easy for them to catch on and and uh, you know get right into what it's all about. Getting the Dale Jones download on here. Bino's firing me up, focusing me, focusing me and preparing me today right now. Bino, this is incredible, getting to talk to this guy on the eve of the Alabama game and specifically thinking about – I'm going to go back to something Watson said Wednesday because I think about Joe Milton tomorrow. Bino made a great point. Here, Joe's a guy that comes from Hokie, Florida. And when you're a kid growing up, you know, you don't – no Tennessee football from Adam, okay, as we say in the trade. But he's been on this campus now for, for what, three years? Or is it – it's three. He's been here the whole time Heupel's been here. He saw last year in Neyland Stadium what that game meant. Now, he didn't get a chance to play in it and experience it. Watson Brown was telling me the other day, he said – because I asked him about, you know, will Milton run? You know, because he doesn't like to run. It's kind of not his thing, but he's a big guy, Dale. And – um Watson said there's two things about Southeastern. And I want to ask you about this as a, as a coach and a guy that played at this level. He said there's two things about playing at this level you have to understand. He said late in football games, quarterbacks are expected to sell out when it comes time to get a first down. He said, and when you play games like this one, you are expected to go out there and sell out as a football player. And I'd like your perspective on that, just the difference tomorrow for a guy like Joe Milton when he takes the field, or, or it should be different for him? Well, there's definitely, I mean, you, you know, they, they put them, themselves in a, a, an opportunity uh, to win the East. You know, they still got they still got what, they got their goals in front of them. And I think that's the, uh, I think that's the difference. I think, you know, this game right here will determine, to me, will determine uh, how far they go. And, you know, I, I look at it as a game that um, it's going to come down to a lot of it. I see it's going to come down to the quarterback play, and it's the quarterback that realizes that he's not got to be the guy that wins the game. Uh, you know, it comes down to me. It comes down to three. If you can come up with three big plays, one of them maybe, uh, uh, you know, that scores, and the other two are big long plays, then you got a great chance to win in this ball game. And whichever quarterback can can get that done. Or team and they stay disciplined. I just feel like you know, uh, you know, going down there and and the team is disciplined and, and you're not making mistakes, mental mistakes. You're you're going to have a great chance to to be the winner and and you got everything in front of you. Bino, do you call his number tomorrow? Do you tell him you're running with the ball? Do you do you for, kind of force him out of his comfort zone or how do you play it, Bean Star? Uh, I, I think for Tennessee's running game to be effective tomorrow, yeah. as effective as we want it to be, I think he does have to be a part of it because I think Saban's going to do everything he can to make Joe Milton beat him throwing the football. So I think they're going to be running opportunities for him. What do you think, Dale? Do, do you look at a guy like that before a game and say, look, man, I know this kind of isn't your thing, but you're bigger than everybody on the field. You can walk out of here a legend. I would appeal that. That's I'd right. appeal to him. You could walk literally. This game will follow you the rest of your life if you go out and play the way you can tomorrow. Do you do well, that, no Dale? I mean, when when you have the opportunity as a quarterback, and uh, you know you're in the zone read, running the zone read, and they give you that that opportunity, you got to take. It. And uh, you know it's, it becomes just it, there's nothing 
you got tomorrow, and that's it. Uh, you know, you, there, who cares about the day after? You've got tomorrow. You have a chance to live up to uh, what everybody expects you to, to be. And, uh, you know, that's that's a great – that's what these uh, games, these rival games are all about. And I just think that, uh, you know, he I know he knows that, and I don't, I don't worry about it. I think he'll have a great game. Hey, Dale, this is kind of a step back for Tennessee offensively from what we've seen out of Heupel teams the first two years that he was here. Um, as as a, a defensive coordinator, do you watch Heupel and in terms of, man, how would I stop what he does? Well, I, I, think, I, I look at um, – personally, I, I, I watch, you know, every game, and I've watched – how they matured as a team and when they were struggling and what they were doing, I can tell you right now, he is getting them in better opportunities or, or, or formations and things like that. That's given Joe a better get uh, a chance to being successful. And that's, that's why we have a great coach. Um, there's no question that he, he has, they've changed from where they were and where they thought they could be. And it happens just because of uh, the ability of, of Joe, and I will say this right here, he doesn't have, you know, he's, he's missing a couple of great receivers that they had last year, and it, it makes a difference. But I think, I just, I'm just proud of the, the coaching staff and where they have taken this team and given them, how, how he, uh, Coach Heupel, has changed to give his guy the best opportunity to, to win the game. Dale, I've got coaching buddies that have a little bit of difficulty watching a football game as a fan without just going into straight coaching mode. Have you been able to kind of remove yourself from coaching and watch it as a fan, or do you still break everything down the whole time the game's going on? Well, I I, uh, I love the game, and I, I'm not uh, – when I watch a game, I'm, total, I'm not like a fan in, in the sense that I watch it. I understand, you know, why things didn't work out. Um, you know, plays that type of thing, and I just, I just enjoy watching the the battles and uh, you know, the, especially the offense and defense and what they're doing and how they're trying to attack each other. But it's uh, it's funny, you know, I to to be to be at a game and and hear everybody's opinion. I don't really have a lot of opinions when I'm watching the game. I just I enjoy it. Great Dale Jones joining us. Dale, I don't have a lot of opinions either. So <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> Dale Jones breaking it down scientifically with us. We're live on the deck here. Two legends com- com- just absolutely colliding here. Calhoun's on the road, legendary spot. Dale Jones, a complete and total legend. Oh, I thought you were talking about me and Dale. In- interesting. What- Watson Brown did say something, and I want to ask you about this, because you guys are always looking at things deeper than we are. He said they're doing some really intricate things with their running game. He said their running schemes uh, over the weekend were different for that A&M game he had noticed. He said they put some stuff in. He said they're getting more and more comfortable he said, and fans don't appreciate that because fans want to see the ball, you know, move through the air. And he said, it's almost like they've made a concerted effort week over week to say, you know what? This is our strength. 
We're going to embrace it. This is the way we're playing. He said, and they were really intricate with the running game against A&M. Can you, do, do you agree with his assessment that they're kind of embracing who they are right now? Well, I think that's, a, you know, that's, that's the respect that I have for the, the coaching staff. That's what I was talking about. They have, you know, they have changed because what, what they thought they could do is doesn't actually fit with the, you know, with with the talent they have right now. So in that situation, I mean, isn't that something? I mean, you gotta you gotta respect that. That's that's one of the greatest things that to see coaches, um, you know, don't get it get 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 out of their comfort zone and give their chance to give their kids the best chance of winning. That's what I. That's exactly what I was talking about. It's uh, I'm just seeing them mature and grow and. Actually, I, I have uh, I've had no problem with you know where they where they how they've changed. Um, you know, it is what it is, and you just got to accept it. And uh, they can win every game with what they're doing now. You know what's interesting, Dale, is that a lot of coaches, because I've known these dudes, and so have you. They want to get their stuff in, man. Especially these offensive guys, they all want to score their points and get their stuff in. I really believe this head coach went before the media last week and said, guys, I love today's game. I know you guys think um, we won. And two-thirds of our team and our running game was terrific today. And obviously, I'm not happy with the passing game, but I'm thrilled with it that we won. A lot of these guys would try to jam the square peg in the round hole, Dale, and lose games. There are a lot of coaches that would not have taken that win. Am I wrong? I agree with that, and that's that's exactly, um, you know, the way the way I saw it. when I, I saw the game last week. I was there, and I mean, I I, I thought they did a great job. Um, yeah, was there was there plays I didn't like? Of course. I think this comes down to this game comes down to the two quarterbacks and who goes out there and runs the offense and. Don't try to win it yourself. It, it, it will. I mean, you've got a good defense. You've got good special teams. Uh, you've got good players around you. And for the quarterback, whoever goes there and thinks it's all about them or I got to go win this, they'll end up losing. And it's it's going to be it's going to be the team um, that stays disciplined. You know, we're you know you're down there. Especially, it's going to be a little harder on Tennessee because you're it's away. And if you can go and be disciplined. I love our chances. Dale Jones, you're the legend. Caught a shot for me. What do you think? What do you think happens tomorrow? I think it, I think it's um, I think we I think we score in the twenties, and I think we keep them in the teens. All right, Dale. If that happens, I will literally the next time I see you, I will kiss you Italian style right on the lips, brother. Right on the lips, brother. Boy, what a Whether reward you're... that'll be. <laughs> hey, hey, that game's close late. Dale will be cheering for Alabama <laughs> over there, man. Hey, Dale, is there anything else you'd care to say to the Living Vol fan on the way out? And I really, really appreciate your time, Dale Jones. Well, I, I just, you know, I appreciate being on here. And, and uh, there's nothing like being a Vol fan and um, just love Tennessee and all the people. And let me ask you, before you go, we'll do a little postscript here, okay? I don't want to ruin our conversation with this. This thing Harbaugh's accused of, Dale, you're a keep-it-real guy. 
I was talking with a couple football coaching buddies, and they were like, Tony, <laughs> if you think they're the only people that are doing that, you're kind of out of your mind. Where, where do you come down on this? I mean, that's, that's the game. I mean, everybody, it's um, you do what you do. And, uh, you know, there's, there's different ways to doing things, and if that's what he wants to do, and, and uh, it's just, it, to me, it's not. Even, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you know what I'm calling or not. It, it's the kids that's got to go play. So, you know, that's the way I look at it. So, so are they the only ones doing it, Dale? I guess is my question. No, I would say not. Right. No, not on. I mean, you think about. You think about. I mean, just like the NFL teams. You know, they they've been right. doing it forever. Um, right. College teams. You you got. I'm sure you're, everybody's trying to do it well i I read a piece hey dale i read a piece in the athletic and they were talking about this and they said look 10 years ago there were four or five guys in the booth and now it looks like standing room only up in one of those booths and most of the people in that booth there are several of them are trying to pick off signs and relay them the coordinators is that do you think that's an accurate depiction oh there's no question that's been done that way for uh, for i know the last 10 years I mean, you're always Thank trying you. to get the edge, but it's it's to me. Whenever it's going fast, it doesn't do you any good. It's, you know, well, it's, walk us they, inside they that, it. right? You 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 like you have how many seconds to get a play in? Like, okay, let's say you're coordinating a defense, right? What so walk us through that? Let's say somebody can pick off a sign. How quickly do they have to get that to you for it to matter? And then you have to believe their information, right? You you got to like kind of buy what they're selling. That's right. And uh, the bottom line, if you're going fast, you don't have it. It doesn't. It, to me, it's uh, it just it would, you know, I I, I wouldn't even want to know because I, I want to be in my thought of thought of what I want to do and not worry about what they're trying to do. And it's just. Uh, I just I I think in, in a lot of times it it'll end up hurt you more than it helps you. So I I could care less about knowing um, because it's it, it's tough to to try to get a you know the perfect defense to what they're doing and and your kids you're just trying to think about hey what's my next call. Dale Jones, you're the man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate your uh, honesty there and uh, the great Dale Jones. Always a pleasure. So, Bino, I guess we could have got on here today and gone crazy and gone nuts on Harbaugh, but, I mean, my reality is when people say everybody does that, plus the other thing we've got in college football is you don't have a commissioner. NFL, you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, you lose draft picks, you lose this, you lose that. What are they, like, let's say this guy or somebody else, let's say you stay in college football and he doesn't run off to the NFL and... And Dale Jones, you're an absolute legend, brother. Thank you. He was incredible today. Yes, he was. Fantastic. Um, but the thing about, the thing about, as he appears on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online, tldlogistics.com, thank you to my friends at TLD Logistics. They've said for the past couple of years he's been doing this. They've been incredible for the past couple of years. Is it cause and effect? I have no idea. Dale said, uh, guys, everybody's doing it. I would – that kind of lines up with what I'm hearing from different people in the sport. 
but Dale's right. Say you know what I'm about to do. You're playing hypo. It's going so fast. Yeah. I literally have a millisecond to get my defensive call in, to get it to the middle linebacker who can get it out and get us in the right set. Yeah. Well, it's no different from hitters in baseball, Tony. Some want to know. Some don't. It's just a mindset. When you played and you faced some guys that could throw some smoke, would you have wanted to know? Uh, I knew what they were going to throw at me, and I couldn't hit it. I'm watching uh, the Astros yesterday, and the thought occurs to me, they're over there beating trash cans again. (laughs) There's a team being there that cannot play in their building. But you put them on the road where they are the hated, and they've they've learned to feed off that. Yeah, yeah, they have. They have. Well, you know, obviously – Time you win a division as many times consecutively as they have, they're they're just a really good, solid organization. I think the winner of tonight's game wins a whole series. Did I see that they have been to the division this this round, the NLCS or ALCS rather, seven straight times? That's right. Mm-hmm. That does not seem possible, no. does it? In a no. tiered playoff deal, absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, what must the living Brave fan think when they hear? I'm not trying to pile on or anything, but I mean that's incredible. I can't speak to do that that much. I can't speak for the living Brave fan, but I know what the living Yankee fan fan thinks about it, and I'll tell you off the air. I told uh, Anthony the other day when the Phillies were hitting those home runs and they were beating that team ten nothing. I said, now I know why Bino likes baseball so much. I said, if my team was this good through time, like Bino's team's been that good through time, I'd love baseball too. I could get used to this, I told Anthony. I could get used to this deal. It's been a long time since my taste. <laughs> you think you'd like baseball as much as you do if you grew up a Philly fan, Beanstar? Uh, no, no. I Thank think you. I would be watching Alphabet Football Leagues. <laughs> <laughs> what a shot. <laughs> As we're live today, Calhoun's on the river. That's brutal. <laughs> we're going to come. Yeah, I'm over here lying <laughs> on the floor in pain as we come back. I've missed it here, Tom. 865-200-5402. Tennessee and Bama tomorrow. You take center stage. Your calls as we continue on a week where Brian got W. Lynn's hopes up about our, all, about our uniform choice this I week. I think that was you, Tom. And we continue with more on the other side after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. We got about 30 to play here. It's unbelievable. Calhoun's on the River, the, the sports restaurant in America's college sports city. Everything you need to know, the leaves are changing. What an absolute blessing it is to be out here. I thought it was going to be kind of a rainy, overcast, sad, cold, and here it's warmed up. And, Bino, you know, we're supposed to be playing some music tonight over at Hard Knocks, over in the Bearden area if people are Beautiful. out. So let's go back to the phones, and we'll get uh, Tina in here, who's up next with us, followed by Rod, Hello. followed by Martanval. Tina, Quaypasa, Amiga, how you doing? I'm good. Um, it is a beautiful day. Um, it's very colorful here as well. Yep. Yep. And I've got a, I've got a couple of things. Um, first of all, teams like Alabama Florida, always play their very best game when they're playing Tennessee. So that that concerns me um, for the game tomorrow. And I would like to ask Brian Hartman to cue up Nick Saban's comments and play them when he gets an opportunity. Because, Bino, I'm going to ask you, Nick Saban called his fan base everything but lame on his coach's show last night and basically told them, we don't need you to be loud at times. We need you to affect the game. And he, and he basically said, in my tenure, you haven't done that. It's basically what he, I... I, how concerned in terms of his rhetoric are you that we're going to get their best football game of the year, Bino? How concerning is that when you hear him talk uh, like I, that? I think it's a legitimate concern that Tina brings up. I think they'll say, yes, King Nick, we'll do it. And uh, I, I'm also, for the first time, you know, they can – they always have this game yep. circled. Yep. But for the first time, they've got the revenge edge too. And Bino um, – just like Florida, Bino warned me going into the Florida game, Tina, that we were going to get their best shot, which I didn't think their best was going to be good enough. It turns out they overwhelmed us. Here's the difference, though. We've got Cooper Mays now at center to stabilize things. You're not going to start every drive behind the sticks like you did. Uh, at least you better not. Because, Tina, if Tennessee doesn't clean those penalties up tomorrow and they go out there and commit 100 yards and penalties, I got news for our fan base. We will get blown out of the game. It will not even be a game in the fourth quarter. Bino, is that a hot take or do you find that reality? I find that reality. We better clean it up tomorrow. Yes, yes. I mean, clean it up. As that lady used to say on Channel A, clean it up. Tina, you're the best. I bet it's beautiful in Wallen right now. Is it beautiful there? It is. It's just gorgeous. Yellows and reds and all kinds of different colors. A lot of reds um, in Alabama. Oh, yeah, I don't want the reds for Alabama. A lot of reds uh, there. Yeah, there is. We'll call it crimson. No, Um, I said reds. I meant reds. Lots of reds in Alabama. Oh, okay. Tina, what happens tomorrow? What do you think? Talk to me here. Give me a sco in honor uh, of Dewey Warren's birthday. 
I'm going to say that that we're somehow going to beat them 27 to 24. I, Tina, next time I see you, I'm going to do to Dale Jones. We're going to, where you are going, I'm going to give you a kiss, Tina, if that happens. And I thank you. Thank Can you, you. say that, Bino, on the air, that I'm, I will kiss her if that happens? Uh, uh, Tony, you've done it twice. To whatever day, Tina. Thank you, Tina. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Dale Jones an Italian kiss, Bino, right on the lips. I'm sure he's looking forward to that. So let me, let me tell you a quick story, and then we'll go back to the phones. Every, like, family reunion we have, I have a cousin who will remain nameless. But my wife is, you know, not Italian by nature and not as, like, outgoing and all that stuff. Lovely gal. But I have a female cousin who loves to kiss people on the lips. Women. Like, that's her thing. And so, and, and it's just, she's straight or whatever. She's like, she, you know, but she, she's that's just an Italian thing. My wife tells my kids, like, they practiced. You turn your head and you bob and weave when she's coming in on you. And my... You got drills for that? Listen, listen. My cousin will still go down and contort her body and meet you like it's like the Red Baron or something. Got to make adjustments. Yeah. She she makes halftime adjustments on you. Anyway, let's go back to the phones. Laura will be mortified that I just told that story, but... It's kind of what we do on here. Uh, Rod, welcome in, buddy, in Clarksville. How you doing? How you doing, Tony B? How you doing, B? Hey, Rod. Good to talk to you, brother. You too, my friend. Uh, first of all, I'm going to try to be nice about this, but uh, we don't give a darn about the whole state of Alabama. Come on. Amen. Amen. We from Tennessee, baby. We from Tennessee. We from Tennessee. Uh Bino and Tony, I got two points to make, one about the defense and one about the offense. Hit it. I believe for the first time ever, our defense going into this game with the special teams has finally got swag to believe that we can win. I, I agree with that. I, I believe this defense believes in itself. I, I'm, uh, I'm convinced that you're correct, and our special teams have been really, really good. Um which is uh, which gives us an opportunity. No Those question. Those things give you an opportunity. And you need – I think you need a special teams play tomorrow. Yeah. Because um, you're going to need that in that game. Oh, uh, we'll get it. We'll get it. And on offense, I believe, like y'all were saying today, about Cooper Mays being back, that's great. Yep. And I, I know he's a real key to the offense as far as, you know, the run game. But the most important thing that I've noticed about the run game is how – oh, what's his name? The running back, uh, Jalen, Jalen, Jalen uh, Wright, Jalen Wright, Jaylen fantastic. Wright. Yes, sir. Jalen Wright is now following the blockers like Charlie Gardner and Travis Stevens did. You know what he's I doing? I love that about him. Well, as somebody that plays music, he is in tune with what's going on. He f- is feeling the game. You know, the really good backs are the ones that don't run immediately to the line but have that innate ability, and you got to feel it, right, to feel yep. blocking, to see holes, to anticipate where it's going to be. I mean, that's a, that's a form of, like, emotional intelligence to be able to feel a game like that. He was so good, Bino, last week. Oh, he's really good. So, he's, and he was finishing runs downfield. He, he's just 
he's just matured before eyes as a back, both physically and mentally, like you say, and the game slowed down for him. No doubt. He's watching film, boys. He's watching film. I He's love watching it. film. Love He's putting in the time. But, uh, Tony, on the way out of the door, I got to say that we are going to absolutely 31-17 to 17 the Bammers. There's no place like Tennessee. Let's go. Rocky Top. Go Big Orange. Love it. So we've taken two scores and both have the Vols winning. Both feeling very good about tomorrow's game. Talking, talking to Joshy Boy off the air today. He's feeling a big win coming. Kind of a one-sided game as well. Let's get uh, Martin Vall in here. Martin Vall, welcome in. How you doing? Oh, this is Mark and Columbus. Oh, Mark oh, and Columbus. Mark. I got, hey. I got clouds on a sunny day. Hey, Martin Colombo. Hey, Tony. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Am I the only one who, when they saw this hardball news, said, why wasn't Josh Heupel doing this? I mean. Do we know he isn't, Mark? <laughs> I know, exactly, exactly. Like, I'm, like, I'm not outraged. Like, goals to win. Like, come on, we have here. not on here. Well, on here, I just uh... – Dale Jones had an interesting way of saying what other coaches told me. He goes, Tony, it's the game. Did you hear him say that? Yes. It's like, guys. It's the game. It's called. Do what you have to do. It's called get real. Okay? (laughs) These guys. Look, Mark. Hey, Mark. Yeah, go ahead. He put both middle fingers up at the NCAA, so they're going to try to nail him. I don't think he coaches at Michigan next year. He's not because I think they're going to try to give him a year a year suspension. He's just going to tell him to kick rocks and go back to the NFL. Yeah, they're going to run him out of the game, which is really silly. And, and to so run he a, goes out to run this, this year, guy. The and puts both middle fingers up and leaves. You know, Bino's but, blaming, don't you? Bino's blaming your guy right there in Colombo. He thinks this has emanated from Colombo. I wouldn't doubt it. Ryan Day's the softest coach in America. Ryan Day is yeah. soft. He really is. Soft Ryan Day. Lou he, Holtz hurt his feelings. Right, yeah, at, yeah. Ryan Day looks yeah. and acts like Butch Jones. He, he really Isn't does. That a, he, he looks like him with, and he behaves like him. With a better offense and, and a better. He's just had a better. He, yeah, absolutely. Better offense, but he uh, looks like talent. him and he behaves like him. What kind of a moron it, it, would go Tony, to a press Tony. conference after a classic game like that and pick on an 87 year old man? If I were Ryan Day, Tony. I don't know which of those would offend me more. What's that? Look Tony. like him or act like him. <laughs> Tony, they've turned on him here a little bit. Oh, really? Like, just, yeah, a little bit. He, he needs to win Saturday. <laughs> I mean, do they, do they win, Mark? Bit. Mark, do they win? Because he, he's playing a guy on the other side that he just finds a, a way, finds a way not to win big games. Yep. And you're and you're up there in you're up there in the middle of it, Mark. Can you lose? Can I know he's won a lot of football games up there, but can you lose to Michigan three years in a row and keep that job? No. Um. No, but Gene Smith's retiring, so he's going to have a lame duck AD. And but look at it this way: he's won a lot of football games, but a lot of coaches in his spot would have won a lot of football games. He hasn't done anything special. He's got the, you know, he 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 took over Ferrari. 
In all fairness, it'd be hard for, to do much better than he's done, right, Bino? It really would be. I mean, he's winning like 90% of his games. Come on now. In you know? a league that he's got superior talent, he hasn't. Oh, oh I understand. I, it, Urban Meyer Tony, left him. I, I understand. Yeah, and the program's gotten soft, which was the big, which was the big concern when he took the job, and Urban left. Said, well, the program gets soft; it's gotten soft. The only reason he won that Notre Dame game is because Marcus Freeman was on the other side. That's the that only was reason. one of the greatest things ever. That they ran two plays with not enough men on the field. Yeah. That is. Yeah, that Tony. That's what when when you let a bunch of eighteen to twenty two year olds hire the head coach, that's what happens. Uh, but my, Marcus, we have a Super Bowl Saturday night, Tony. Lane versus you. Your personal <laughs> wow. You, we're going to call that the Mark and Colombo <laughs> Super Bowl. Who wins the Lane versus Hugh battle? Does the boy band get it done, Mark? Your boy, Boy Tony, Band Incorporated. I think Lane. I think Lane is looking to lay a blowout of biblical proportions on Hugh because he blames Hugh for the Lane to Auburn rumors last year because Hugh was trying to sabotage it so he could slide into the job or try to get the Ole Miss job again. Bino, who has a bigger crush? And I want Bino to you to be honest with me, okay? This caller with Lame Kiffin, L-A-M-E Kiffin, as in Mary, Lame Kiffin, this caller with Lame Kiffin or me with Tony Vitello, who oh, has a bigger crush? You and Tony, do. No, no way. This guy is unhealthy. <laughs> this guy is. Uh, and you're not. <laughs> Tony, Lane you, did you watch Auburn on Saturday night? That team quit on Hugh Freeze. Mark, you're just because Hugh Freeze blocked you on Twitter, you need to let it go, son. You need Tony, to let it my, go, son. I just Tennessee fans still have a mystique about the guy when they thought he was going to get the job, and I have to set the You are crushing on Lane. Lane Kiffin has won a half a signature game in his life. Hey, M- Mark probably doesn't give Freeze the credit he deserves as a football coach, but he's right about the – he is exactly right about this guy ain't going to make it in this league. He's, he's – Which just, guy in? Freeze is not going to make he's it He's going to be wildly successful there. You guys – No, oh he's not. God. Yes, he is. He won't, he so won't he, allow he's it to happen. coaches having fights at practice. He, he, oh, he's it's he just – yeah, no. He won't allow – he's already talking to these Auburn fans like they're expecting oh, too much of him. Cut out the clutter. It's relax. the truth. Right out. Tony, he can't handle the Auburn job. That ain't the old Miss job. And you, can't hand, and, and you can't handle getting blocked on Twitter, and you're out of here. You need to take your grievance somewhere else, you <laughs> clown. Let's go back to the phones and get Fred in here who's up next with us. Fred, great day to you. Calhoun's on the river. Welcome in. You know it's true. Everything I do, I do it for you, Tony. I love you like an absolute. When I went to that last call the other night at like, after five and a half hours, and you wore me out on the Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction, I went upstairs and thought to myself, is it too late to find another way to make a living? No offense to you. I wanted to send the show out with the bang, Tony. You certainly did that. Hey, Tony, uh, Bino, do you think uh, Dale Jones and Tina might be uh, pulling for Bama? 
after Tony's uh, offer. I'd say they both got houndstooth hats on right now. Oh, stop it. <laughs> uh, that's a hard offer to turn down, Tony. Hey, Freddie, if I ever see you again, hey, Freddie Jack, if I ever see you again, brother, there's no telling. Oh, no. The kind of love I'm going to show you, man. <laughs> Especially after your recent turn to the dark side as a caller toward me. You know, that's one thing I need to address, Tony, from yesterday. I got a little business to do with you. I was not in on that Black Friday of John, or Black Thursday of John Adams. I did not call in uh, with the SpaghettiOs and meatballs. That was in Abino hosted the show. All right. Tell the living listener that's not familiar <laughs> with what you're saying. The rather, I, I don't know what you'd call this. It's politi- pretty politically incorrect to say this about a person of Italian-American descent, but we have fun with each other on here. So what did you say about me when I wasn't here to defend myself? Go ahead. Well, you were off and Bino was hosting the show. I said, I told Bino, I said, I like prime rib every once in a while. I get tired of SpaghettiOs and meatballs every day. Made me mad too, Tony. I vociferously, vociferously you, came to your defense. Yeah, did you defend me, Bino? I did. Thank you. He cut me off. Oh, you did, Bino? No, I heck no. I don't even no, know how I to do seen, that. <laughs> i never seen a guy get cut off so quick. Well, Freddie Jack, uh, tell me who wins tomorrow or you're getting cut off right now. <laughs> well, I, um, I'll be honest with you, Tony. <laughs> it's not just because I don't want your kiss either. I, I just think... Uh, Bama is going to be too much down there. The crowd will probably be in a frenzy. And, um, you know, our passing game. I'm not just I'm not just going to lay it down the middle. Everybody just says, man, I think it's just our passing game as a whole is, you know, really suspect. And I don't think we'll be running for over 200 yards on that Alabama. So I'm going to have to pick yeah. Alabama as much as I hate to. Like you 34, know, um, 34 to 20. Could happen. Freddie, thank you. Good talking to Freddie Jack today. Here's an interesting thought for the Living Vol fan. Because I do think our wide receiving course stinks. And I said stinks. Not that they're okay. Not they're pretty good. The quarterback stinks and they stink. Like you got two things that stink there. What would our passing game look like, Hendon Hooker, with this collection of wide receivers? Nobody's asked that. Yeah. I'm just asking for a friend. Now, I don't think Joe Milton's any good. I never did. I never bought Joe Milton. I just don't, I don't buy that. But I'm not sure Hendon Hooker could move the ball with that group of wide receivers we have right now. I, I think Hendon's a lot more instinctive. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he sees the field better. I think he would get the ball to this group in better position and earlier, uh, t- more timely. Than Joe does, but th- I, I've I'm much more disappointed with the fall off in our wide receiver core. How yes. how stark it's been because I didn't expect that. Oh no, I knew we weren't going to be what we were last year. Right, but I didn't think that this would be a pedestrian group, and they're a pedestrian group. We all thought 
there would be a little turbulence, you know? Yeah. I didn't think we'd go like 20,000 feet, though. No. Like, at one time, I was flying up over Cleveland in August in a thunderstorm. And I mean, that plane went. And the, the lady, and I'm not a big, I don't like the whole turbulence thing anyway. When I saw the flight attendant sit next to me and basically bless herself, that I, ain't knew, good. I knew. That's I knew. That's not that, good. She looked at me and I said, I said, that really, like 10 minutes later, I said, that really shook me up. She said, it really shook me up too. She said, and I do this for a living. I said, okay. She said, you will fly your whole life. Don't, she said, don't let that. Let's go back to our phones. W. Lynn, the man that Brian Hartman fibbed to earlier in the week about the uniforms, is up next with us. W. Lynn, welcome in. Darn you, Tony, for saying we're going to wear orange pants. It wasn't Brian Hartman. It was you. Yeah. Brian had told, but the people listening on Twitter spaces, it was Brian Hartman by proxy because the people listening on Twitter spaces know that Brian told me that. So We're wearing some stupid fake Star Wars, they call it, outfit. According to Jay, the old caller, JC, we're the big white Q-tip. Is that what we're doing? Bino, are we going big white tomorrow? We're going stormtroopers. We're back down there looking like we're there to take some ice temperature. Do you, Bino? Do God you like the big my. white? Do you like the big white look, Bino? Uh, I, I, it's my least favorite of what we wear. I find, other than other than smoky gray. You know, what we look like we look like Penn State with tees on our helmets. I mean, what are you yes, doing? We do. I hate that. Why can't yeah, we're we wear pajamas? Our we're wearing our pajamas. People that really, really like that look. I, I know. Who, who are the people that like that look? People that like go to Amway conventions? I mean, who likes that look? <laughs> Nurses. Nurses. Milkmen. Uh, Penn State fans. <laughs> that girl, Flo, the, what's those commercials for the all wearing white? Like, oh, Flo. Oh, yeah. Uh, Flo. <laughs> I bet you're in that demo. You, you find her, well. I, no, I, you I know, do not. Listen, interesting. Well. Um, but uh, you, you, Tony, that, that hurt me. Now I, I, I was all fired up, and then you said you made it up at the end when I, I got well, off the air. I mean, I mean, I mean, I was just trying to get you know make your day a little bit. You know, well, you, look at it from my uh, perspective. Uh, but you know, it's hard to make a man's day when you crash and burn when you find out the the, the, the real truth. But I gave you seven minutes of pleasure, as we said yes, in the trade. You, you thought we were wearing those uniforms. You got seven. You got you got a real pop out of that. Your brain, man. Think about that. That's a bargain. Too. It's a bargain, yeah. isn't it, Pino? Yeah, it's a bargain. Yeah. Uh, I checked the last time we played six games, and not, none of the teams were ranked. Was nineteen sixty-eight. Wow. How long ago was 1968? 55 years? Yeah. And Would that be Georgia accurate? Bino, yeah. uh, was not ranked when we played them. Now, they they ended up ranked at the end of the year, same way about Alabama. But, you know, at the time we played them, they were not ranked. What happened you know, in 68, so, the year we did that with Alabama? What happened that year? Well, we went 8-2-1 and one and uh, discovered what the wishbone was when Texas – Annihilated us and I've in the Cotton Bowl and I've hated Texas ever since. Bino, do we beat Alabama in '68? Oh shoot, W. Lynn, you're it's, going to have to. It's help a me. yes, no, or a tie, Bino. What uh, do you think? 
Uh, I believe we beat him and beat him. We blocked yeah, the field goal to beat him, Philly said. We, we won 10-9 because they went for two, and there's a movie called The Unconquered about it, the Richmond Flower story. We beat him 10-9. W. Lynn, treasure you. I find that to be an incredible thing you just shared with the living listener. 10-9 on a block field goal. How thrilling would that be tomorrow if we had a game like that? How long ago that was? 55 years, Bino. The the first game of that year, we played on artificial turf, and everybody thought it was like from Mars. Wow. Yeah, and I was there in the end zone with my dad. It was the first year he got uh, season tickets, and – we scored the last eight points, Tony. It was zero time on the clock to tie eight or to tie seventeen seventeen against. God, Georgia. I love it. I love it. W. Lin, you're my man. Give me a score hey, wait, prediction I got for one tomorrow. More thing, guys, if you go over there to visit the Penta, that ship. Remember, yep. they store their gunpowder and ammunition in the rear. Ask the tour guide if it if a ship rams it in the rear, if it'll blow up. Well, there it is. I mean, you can see it from here, how they have that hole under the bottom of the ship. And it looks like that's where they have their ammunition stored, Bino. If you look from here, you can see it in there. Yeah. Yep. And they've got a a class that's apparently kind of touring it over there. They do. And I guess they've got all the troubled kids back in the back. Well, and they've got one of the pot, one of the uh, one of the. It looks like one of the parents or the tour guides up there just sitting down. They've had enough of it. But well, that Tony, is really neat. Straight, have you with, seen with it? A, have you with, seen, a, with a straight have, face, you got to ask the guy, is it like the Ford Pinto? If a ship hits it in the rear, it'll blow up. <laughs> w. Lynn, thank you. And you're my man. Because uh, Ralph Nader, as I said, my cousin Bobby, when that came out, that was, that, that was like in the 70s because he yeah. had just gotten back from Vietnam. He, yeah. drew, he drove a... Clemson Orange. Remember how they used to have cars that were like that Clemson yeah, Orange? Yeah, absolutely. Clemson Orange Pinto. And when that thing came out about him blowing up, he drew it literally a target on his gas tank. You don't think he was a character, do you, Bino? No. I, he's still a character. I, uh, he went after the Corvair, too, which is what I learned to drive a straight shift on. My sister owned a Corvair. No doubt about it. Was your Corvair a good car, Bino? Did you enjoy it? It was. I liked it. What did Nader say about that, that it, like, flipped over or whatever at high speeds? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I remember Dad telling me, I don't care what Nader said, bonehead. Get out there and learn how to drive. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad was into safety, Bino. (laughs) Let's go back to our busy phones. And if you want to get in, we'll do a little overtime segment here coming up and then turn it over to our friends at Winners and Losers, presented by our friends at Miller Light, I do want to say a special word. I want to thank my friends at Calhoun's. It's absolutely incredible here. Man, what a great crowd out here on the deck today. Enjoying a beautiful, beautiful fall afternoon. This is um, this is what it's all about, man. I, I, I just feel so blessed to be up here thank doing you. this. You just have no idea. Uh, I know people think that we say that for effect. Uh, that is not true. Um, I'm, I'm giving you the straight on truth, whether it's the story about the, the cousin story about <laughs> Dale Brown. Yeah, some, sometimes you're just a little too truthful, Tom. Well, you know how it is, Bino. Speaking of which, Bean Star, 
for the radio listener, what happens tomorrow? Uh, Tuscaloosa. Just another great Southern football game, Tony, between yep. Tennessee and Alabama. Enjoy it. They're precious. I guess that's a. I guess that's a prediction. Ain't gonna be no prediction. I. I somewhere in there. Ain't gonna be no prediction. Well, it's it's like we've already got the one I got, Tony. I. I guess Scott, that's a. I guess. I guess that's a pretty. I be guess no Bean Star is giving you a. You know, uh, Keith Whitley, that song, You Say It Best When You Say Nothing At All. I pretty much did, didn't I? You sure did. <laughs> to the living listener, I want to say I thank you for being there. I hope you have a wonderful day. We're going to stay over here at tclub.team tomorrow. As soon as the game ends, we're with you. Make sure you turn on your uh, Twitter, whatever they call them, uh, notifications. I'll be with you at halftime tomorrow. In the meantime, peace and enjoy the game. We love you.